0: Welcome to the Entrepreneurship is a Bitch podcast. I'm your host, Bree Cobb, and this is episode 12. Will you cower or will you thrive? Hey entrepreneurs, I'm a former corporate executive turned entrepreneur. With an MBA in tow and 17 years of building a successful corporate brand management career, I gave it all up to raise my kids. But that didn't last long. I had the bright idea to become an entrepreneur. But let me tell you something. This bitch named entrepreneurship doesn't make it easy. She challenges me every single step of the way. And you know what? I love her for it. In my 10 years as an entrepreneurial brand expert and digital marketing strategist, I have found that the two most challenging areas for entrepreneurs in the making are launching and marketing. This podcast will teach you and preach to you about both. So if you want to know the truth about this journey, stick around for real stories from me and other entrepreneurs for different perspectives. Are you ready? Let's chat. I've got a lot to say. So here we are, week seven of the coronavirus isolation period. I really didn't want to start out by talking about the pandemic, but I'd be remiss to avoid addressing this issue that we're all facing right now. This pandemic is literally impacting the world and it just cannot be ignored. And this is something that is changing all of our lives dramatically. It's changing our economy. It's changing how we live. It is changing how we operate in our homes. It's changing how we function outside of outside of our homes, right? And in the real world. But today I'm going to focus on how it is impacting businesses. And I, I will just say I'm not going to belabor the issue of the pandemic. But what I want to talk about is... How we choose to adjust to our new way of living. Now, personally, I know I can choose to take things easy and just chill during this during this downtime, and um, or I can be scared, not promote my business because I'm fearful of possibly seeming to be insensitive, or I can just push forward because. I know people need my help I mean I'll, I'll be honest I have concerns as well but I just have chosen not to let fear overcome me and I know other people are scared there are some who are concerned about how business is going to move forward how they are going to generate income so that they can pay their bills going forward but I've chosen to take a different perspective And instead I said, I'm just not, I'm not going out like that. I've worked way too hard for my business, you know, the career I had prior to my business, earning my degrees and all that I've had to do and all that I've had to sacrifice to get to this point. So I have made a decisive move to put things in place and um, that I believe that are going to keep me strong and keep me standing. And if they don't, I will readjust. But I'm not going out like that, like I said. So the title of this episode is Will You Cower or Will You Thrive? And so today I want to share with you a few examples of businesses that I've noticed are cowering versus thriving. Now, I do understand that it's easy for some people to give, the, to give advice to say, don't panic, it's going to be fine, when sometimes it just may not be fine. But if you can say to yourself that you had been ingenious in say a situation like what we're facing now, and then you can say you've done everything you possibly could have done to salvage um, the situation or your business, then that's a great thing right but like i said i'm going to focus on some instances and you'll you'll understand what i'm referencing so within about the last week or so my husband had mentioned to me that he received a text from a friend who is pretty much trying to gather quite a few other friends to support a local cigar business and i don't know if you know But in the state of New Jersey, liquor stores are considered essential businesses. Now I did not know that. I was quite shocked. I must say that I'm happy though because my husband and I have placed a couple of orders and I think that um, having extra stash on hand has helped us remain sane (laughs) during this time. But um, So anyway, the two times that we've had to go to do curbside pickup, we realized, like, wow, these these places, these liquor stores are really, really packed. I mean, people came out for alcohol. So when he shared with me that his friend was asking for um, customers of the local cigar shop to stop by and, you know, spend some money and only pay in cash and help save the cigar owner's business just made me think now I think many of us are we understand that local businesses need to be supported and I think many of us are doing so whether they are restaurants or cigar shops or liquor stores but you also have to help yourself right we're all facing hard times but but this particular cigar shop the owner really hasn't done anything to to help himself Right. I'm amazed at how many businesses today do not have a list of customers and not just a list of who's purchased from you and the last four digits of their credit card numbers so that you know that this person has purchased and when they purchased. I'm talking about establishing a relationship with them, having their contact information so that you could let them know Um, how you could help them, maybe that. Talk to them about steps that you are taking during this time to create a safe environment for them to come and support your establishment. I've heard of some cigar shops actually doing curbside pickups like restaurants are doing and just like the liquor stores that I mentioned are doing. But yet, this particular shop isn't doing that. This particular shop is literally asking for people to you know, like just come by and buy something, but he hasn't assured you that you're going to be safe in doing so. So, why should I come and how are you going to ensure that my safety and my health is a priority for you as well? And he's also asking for there to be cash payments only. Now, at a time when we are all trying not to touch each other or touch anything that the other person has touched, I am surprised that this particular cigar um, owner has not created an online presence of some sort so that s- online payments can be made so that it'll put people's minds at ease. The way I look at this, cigars would be a perfect accompaniment to cigar to um, alcohol. So maybe it's a time to kind of partner with um, a liquor store. Maybe you can trade or exchange lists, right? And do cross promotions or do co-promotions. But you have to know who your customers are in order to do that, right? You have to have a list that you can share with another um, business to let them see that you're valuable and you have something to offer them and their customers. But anyway, I had gone online to see if I could find this cigar shop and, and to see what they are doing online. And there was no online presence at all. And I'm thinking, how was that possible today? How are you a legitimate business and you do not have an online presence, nor do you have a way of communicating on an ongoing basis with your customers, creating that relationship and not just relying upon them to think about you one day and come on over and hang out at your cigar shop, especially when there's a sea of competitors in the area. I'm just amazed by that. So the, the reason I'm bringing that up is when you have your business, you have to make sure that you are current. You are up to the time. You are progressive in how you approach business. Something as simple as having an online presence I mean, just think about what you probably do when you hear about a business or you meet someone for the first time in a business environment. Well, if you want to conduct research on the business, you go to Google, right? You Google it. You Google the business to see if you could learn more about them. What services do they offer or what products do they offer or anything that you need to know? So to find that this particular cigar shop does not have that available was surprising. But also not having some form of online payment, which would reduce the number of touch points that they would have with customers. I mean, that's actually a selling point today, like literally today. If I know that I can purchase something from you and I can order online and then, you know, I could and you have already told me the safety or the the safety measures you are putting in place to ensure my safety, then I'd be more inclined to coming to support your business, right? You have to find out what people want and need. But if you as a business owner are in the same position as they are, because you're also a consumer for other businesses, you already know what they want and need. So why not readjust your basic mode of operations, such as a customer thinks about you, they come into your cigar shop, they hand you cash and possibly a credit card, you hand them their cigars and they walk out. It's not that simple anymore, at least not today. So basically you have to give people options, right? So the the next business I want to touch on is a pizzeria that we frequent their pizza is really good and if your household is like mine and many other people within this country and literally the country, pizza day is an is an important day and it's generally once a week if not once every two weeks. I cook quite a bit in my household and of course because of how we're living today, I am cooking a lot more than I normally do. So Generally, I try to cook about five days out of the week, and now I'm basically cooking anywhere from six to seven days a week. so if I can take a pizza break, I'm so willing to do so. So anyway, we go to visit this local pizzeria. we call ahead, place our order, of course we're gonna do um, we're gonna go pick it up. so we get there well actually, before we got there, I called the pizzeria back to ask about what their new process is. They said, we can bring it out to the car and you can give us cash or we can bring it out to the car. You can hand us your credit card and we'll run inside and we'll run it through and bring the receipt out to you. Or um, you can tell us your number over the phone. I'm thinking, well, if I want to pay by credit card and you are literally taking my card out of sight out of my sight or you are taking down my number both situate over the phone both situations present a very unsecured situation for me as the consumer like I've literally told a restaurant not this one in particular but another one Forget it. I'm not interested in handing you my information that has no security measures in place that where I could potentially have an identity theft issue later. So anyway, we go to visit the pizzeria and um, my husband decided he was going to walk in and make his payment because he had on gloves and a mask. And we actually all did, but I definitely did not want to go in there. He goes in to pick up the pizza and, um, You know, they took his card, but the person that took his card didn't even have on gloves. I'm thinking, what's wrong with you? I mean, we were prepared so that when we retrieved the credit card from them, um, I had wipes ready so that when my husband came back in the car, he put the credit card in the wipe, we wiped it down. But I'm just thinking, what is the point to all of that? You know, he also told me about another time he had gone after that. He was even more prepared. And there was a woman who was in the car ahead of him and the pizzeria, one of the individuals that worked there, brought the pizza out and the woman screamed because she, the customer screamed because the um, employee was trying to go to her car and hand her the pizza. The woman freaked out and said, no, just drop it on the ground. And she literally just didn't want to be touched or seem as though she was going to touch anything that someone else had touched with their bare hands. And it was like the pizzeria box. And I just thought about that. Like, think about this. Your customers are telling you. They're telling you directly. They are afraid right now. Why aren't you just creating a quick, simple, easy method of payment online so that you can reduce that friction and that fear that people have? But still, no. People think small. They're just not doing it. It's driving me crazy. And then, um, and actually, with the, the other thing I want to talk about, this is nothing necessarily to do with the coronavirus situation, but it's just general business. Do you, do you um, think about ever when you order, say, from a Chinese restaurant or an Italian restaurant, they always give you these paper menus and they attach the menus to every single? bag that comes in there. That drives me crazy. And I'm curious, do you do anything with those paper menus? Do you discard them right away? Or do you hold on to them? Because I know if I'm ordering from my local restaurant, the two that I mentioned in particular, a Chinese restaurant or an Italian restaurant, if I'm ordering from you frequently, I don't need to receive the same paper menu from you every single time. That's like a waste of money and it just annoys me. What about having some type of loyalty program for me as your customer to come back? So as opposed to give me your menu thinking that that's creating some sort of loyalty because you've handed me a menu for the next time when I clearly have one because I've already placed my order. How about do something nice like, like I said, some type of loyalty program that gives me an incentive to keep coming back. Anyway, that was just a side thought. So my next restaurant is actually a Japanese restaurant that we also frequent. We haven't eaten there um, or ordered from there in probably two months, just because we've been trying to be safe and just cook food at home and just reduce the number of times we go out of our home to do anything so when i had mentioned earlier that there was a restaurant who also aside from the pizzeria who had asked for my credit card information over the phone i was talking about this japanese restaurant the kids love this restaurant actually my husband and i we really enjoy the food there as well but i had called to place an order before they closed obviously before they closed but i called to place an order i only said before they closed because the hours had been reduced so they were about to close in about 45 minutes but they were still taking orders so i asked if i can pay online and i was told you cannot you you cannot pay online but you can place your credit card information in the notes section so i asked how secure did they really feel that is and I was told that they haven't had a problem, but that's what they're telling all their customers to do because a lot of people are asking about online payments. So I said, well, what is your process? If if we choose to pay by credit card and we get to your restaurant, like how do we do that? They said, oh, you can just hand, come into the restaurant, and hand it to us, and we'll take care of it. I'm thinking, what is wrong with you people? Do you not understand what we are dealing with? Why not? You have a very limited menu up. But there are so many easy platforms and payment processors that you can use today that would make this so simple. I mean, there's Square, there is PayPal if you want to do things really basic and simple. But people would trust, you know, I know some people have issues with PayPal. I've never had an issue with PayPal, even though I don't really use it for business. I use Square, but and I've never had an issue with them. But my whole point is. People would trust payment processors that are established and have a reputation before they would trust putting their credit card information in the notes section where any employee would have access to it. Are you crazy? So again, what did I? What, what did I do? I just said forget it, and I hung up. I was like, I don't, I don't need, I don't need Japanese food that desperately. I can wait or just not do this until things seem to kind of calm down around this pandemic. But I was really bothered by that because if your customers, like they said to me that customers have asked that a lot of people have asked that if that's the case, why wouldn't you take measures to ensure that you have that option available to make sure you keep business? Cause I'm sure other people have did take the move that I took, which was, I'm just not going to order from you and that's okay. So again, give people options. And make people feel comfortable in their decisions to do business with you. They don't have to do business with you. They choose to do business with you. Now the last restaurant I will touch on is actually it was a diner turned restaurant now. They call themselves a kitchen and bar. Of course it has a name, I'm just not mentioning it on the podcast, but literally it was a diner turned kitchen and bar. Now this particular business owner spent millions, millions on rebranding his business and renovating his business. He has truly upleveled it. And for it to be a local business, he's created a lot of excitement in the community about just the newness of the menu, of the environment, the space. It's just it's definitely not no longer like a diner. It's like a cool casual restaurant that is updated. So people enjoy eating there. I know I do. The restaurant looks beautiful. Um, They're friendly. It's a casual environment, but it's definitely an upgrade to what they had. And I mean, the menu's new. There are totally less options. So if you've ever visited a diner, I mean, I'm in New Jersey, so of course diners are everywhere. So of course we have <laughs> frequented different diners, not a lot. Um, well, we frequented them, just leave it at that <laughs> anyway. So this particular restaurant owner has taken so many different steps to kind of steer clear of the diner feel and head more to the restaurant Um, environment, which has been great for him, but when I say he literally, probably maybe a month and a half ago, completed the renovations, I could not believe that, at least it seemed like immediately after the renovations were completed, everything shut down. We ended up being in a a, um, state-ordered isolation period. I felt so badly because I mean, well, he's done one thing, right? Several things, right? He definitely has an online presence, definitely has a loyalty program for uh, current customers. And he often sends out emails just to keep uh, his business top of mind. But his emails, the the content of course has changed because he's trying to keep his customers coming back and This person has been so ingenious. In the beginning, I felt a little bombarded by his emails, but then I started to actually open them and read them because I was curious to know, how is he functioning in business today? Like, oh my goodness, like he's got to be panicked, right? Because all this money that was just spent to rebrand and renovate his business, there've got to be a lot of fears associated with it. And I'm sure he's not waiting for any small business loans, Possibly turning into grants from the government, right? He needs he needs to change things right now right this moment So again, I started to review the content of his emails and I was very very impressed he started with um, You can come into his restaurant. They're taking all these precautions. This is what they're doing. This is how they're doing it You can feel safe to come in here Even if we just give you all the items that you need to make the perfect breakfast or you want to come and do takeout, we'll meet you outside and do curbside pickups. And you progress to now we'll give you access to our vendors. You can do buckets and baskets of of fruit and vegetables. Um, We're not going to upcharge you, we just want to keep our vendors active and keep Money flowing between the vendors and the restaurant and customers so that everyone can stay afloat. Then he started giving um, customers access to even his meat vendors. And I was thinking, wow, now is this going to continue even afterwards? <laughs> because no one really reveals their sources. That's usually held close to the vest. But he was trying. And like I said, he did a lot of curbside orders. But I was really impressed with his most recent email, which was very lengthy, but it was heartfelt because it wasn't just about, I need to save my business, buy for me, buy for me, buy for me. It was more or less acknowledging that we're all in a place right now where um, everyone's feeling the effect of this virus, the impact on all of our lives, people are losing loved ones. I mean my I have friends and family in New York still, and we've had losses and it's it's hard to deal with so the fact that this person started and a good portion of his email was just being relatable and acknowledging that we're all having a hard time and that we're all you know challenged with trying to work through this period and then he progressed on. To thank his customers for believing in him and trusting him and trusting his staff. And thank you for um, allowing him to stay open. And then he dove into how he's creating the real food drive through versus a fast food drive through. And I thought that was clever. And he went through the details of how it would function and what the hours will be. And we drove past there to see this. And it was very orderly. He had tents um created so that the lines could flow a certain way. He had signage created so you could see you could see what he was offering like two blocks from his uh from the from his facilities. But I just thought that it was well done. I mean you can he reduced his menu for this time period so he can focus on a limited menu and churn things out quickly but thoroughly and maintain order and have less staff because I don't I don't know anything about who he's furloughed or who he's laid off or anything. I just know that he's talked about trying to keep as many people as possible on board. But bottom line is he's taken action like every step of the way, every single week he's made certain that he's communicated and 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 now he's not bombarding. He's sending he's sending out communications once a week. But I I mentioned this business because I feel he's doing a lot of things right. His online menu has changed to to adjust to where we are today and to adjust to a um a staff of fewer people to have less items on board because he has to. I'm sure he's taking in less food uh that's impacting his vendors too, but bottom line is, you know, he's he's adjusted and I think He's adjusted in a way to make customers feel comfortable because I'm talking about it now. I'm talking to you about it. I have told two other friends about it because that's how this works, right? Word of mouth is big. Referrals are big. And just in case people were not supporting the business now, I'm telling them that they should because of what I've seen and what I've experienced. And I'm sure others are doing the same thing. So... That's that I, I just wanted to share the examples of those um, three restaurants that I feel could definitely improve and this is not just this through this time I think even beyond I hope that they sit back and they really assess even their own performances during this time but I also wanted to share a good situation right a good a good A restaurant who's done a lot of things well and has adjusted well, at least from how it appears to me. So why does any of this matter? Why am I still talking about this? Why why am I sharing this with you? It's because you can choose how this will end or how this will progress for you. Do you refuse to assess your business and adjust to the current time? You know? all these businesses that I mentioned should be marketing like hell. So why solely wait for a check from the government if you're allowed to be open now, right? If you, if your business is classified as essential, then why wait? And notice I said, why solely wait? That doesn't mean that you shouldn't accept whatever assistance you can get from the government to stay afloat. I'm just talking about, don't just wait for that because Many people are still waiting for what was promised to them. And I don't know how many business would be able to survive if we have to continue waiting. So take matters into your own hands as much as you can. We're at a point where we just cannot take anything for granted. And just because you built it does not mean they will come, right? We have to always be mindful of that. Just because we exist doesn't mean that People will, we can't assume that people will be running to support us. Instead, we have to actively market all of the time. And what I'm doing and what I implore you to do is learn from our current situation. So what will you do differently to thrive? Right? And we have to all just keep in mind that with each catastrophe should come some progress. Progress, progress, progress. So I pose this question to you again. Will you cower or will you thrive? Think about it. Be introspective and be honest. What do you choose? Oh, don't go yet. I almost forgot to share something with you. So I have created an online course for entrepreneurs in the making, teaching them how to go from a business idea to a launched business. So if you or someone you know is looking to start a business and to create a digital imprint and to learn exactly how to progress from the idea phase to the launch phase and get coached on all of the steps in between, then you really should join me on May 13th at 1 o'clock Eastern Time because that's the date and time where I let people sample my course. So if you're interested, simply visit uh, briecobb.com slash idea to launch masterclass. Hey, you know what? You're home and I'm sure that you can spare one hour of your time to learn something new, something that will finally get you to take action on that idea that's been burning inside of you, but it's been trapped because you just don't know what to do. It's time, isn't it? It's time to take action. So join me on May 13th at one o'clock, and you know what, it's free. So visit Brecob.com backslash idea to launch masterclass and register. And I really hope to um, see and talk to you then. Thank you for hanging with me on the Entrepreneurship is a Bitch podcast. I hope that you continue to be inspired to stay the course with your own entrepreneurial journey. The stories shared are meant to help you stay in love with your business and learn from the mistakes and failures of others. If you enjoyed this content, leave a review on iTunes and subscribe. I would be forever grateful. If you believe it can help someone else, please share it. This is Bree Cobb signing off. Love the business you build and the life you create.